Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Glee, aggressive. Glee, glee, aggressive. Glee, aggressive. Glee, glee, aggressive. Glee, aggressive. aggressive. Glee, 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 it's a good thank poll. you thank you um and folks happy new year happy new year to me happy new year happy new year to you how was your new year karina it was fine went to bed that's early. fine cool as you do Had some nice nyquil sleep you know Ooh, i love life. a nyquil yeah. sleep um but what is a new year without new year new glee as they say new glee except yes. not for us it's new year old glee because <laughs> we're rewatching an old show New for me, though. That's true. New year, new Ian Glee. New Gleean. New Gleean. Aw. Anyway, um, let's, 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 let's get into it. Let's be here to discuss Season 5, Episode 9. It is called Frenemies. Mm-hmm. This originally aired February 25th, 2014. Wow. Yeah. Welcome to 2014. Right. Wow, wow, wow. Happy Glue Year to you as well, Glee. Happy glue year. Happy glue glear. Glappy glue glare. Glappy glue glare. Sounds awful. <laughs> Glig Latin. That's that's nightmare word salad. Okay. I know, I know. Um So yeah, let's uh let's get into it. Let's party. Yes. Um and okay, so we do have a glee cap and yes. also I, I watched this episode maybe two or three days ago, so if Karina's oh, right. Probably gonna have to remind me here's, exactly what I missed on Glee. Here's the absolutely true facts, Ian. Is I watched this episode about two hours ago, and it's already. And like, and it, it, that's wild because I actually really enjoyed this episode. Really interesting. Yeah, we'll talk we'll about talk. it. But um, I the Glee cap was kind of like nonsense. Kurt has a band. Yeah, Rachel Santana doesn't know what she wants to do. Right. Seniors are senior seniority seniority seniority. Yeah, we got seniors. Um. Glam rock Ebenezer Scrooge. Cool. I'm glad you wrote that one down. Yes. Um, yeah. I think that was about Adam Lambert. It was. Yes. Queen Star child, if you will. Yeah. Yes. Um, we open uh, with scenes from a restaurant. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Which I know is a Billy Joel reference. It is. Uh, we're going to sprinkle a little Billy Joel into every episode for the rest of the, the our time uh, of this show. I deserve that. Um, uh, so yes. Of course, we've got your typical racist Karen. Um, we got a racist Karen who wants new eggs because the eggs are, what, not hot enough? Yeah, she says those huevos no as caliente, believe. Uh, uh-oh. Yeah. Um, and then Santana's like, what? And she's like, oh, good, you speak English, which is just like, Bruh. yikes. Also probably too real. Um, also probably too real. You work at a tourist um, trap restaurant in New York, some racists are going to go there, right? Like. Right undoubtedly i don't even work at a tourist trap and we got racists i mean how many racists do you think you serve a day ian i mean i don't do customer service That's typically so so none yeah ian doesn't know a single racist <laughs> exactly um, all my friends are perfect santana's like i just 
I thought I'm so great and I would come here and everyone else would see how great I was, which I was mm -hmm. like, LOL, Santana, you're living that New York dream. Exactly. Anyway. I mean, that is the tale of every actor that tale ends up in New York. Time. Especially, I feel like probably for your quintessential coming from the Midwest, you were, oh, 100%. A, you were a big fish in a small pond, but now you're in a really big pond and there's you a lot get of other one fish. Yeah. Lucky break early and you think that that's it baby i am on my way and then you're back to working in the diner yep. and sometimes that haunts you because she is known as the yeast stat girl it haunts her yeah and she didn't even get um, paid for that she only got paid in bagels that's right so that's right um and so she feels in this moment uh guilty mm -hmm. uh about how poorly she treated rachel because um She's complaining to Rachel. She feels bad, and Rachel's like, it's okay. You can complain to me. It means we're friends. Right. And Rachel essentially forgives her uh, for all of the mean Santana bullshit from high school. Yeah. And now it's time for you to forgive yourself. It's you, me, and Kurt. It's the three of us. It's three besties. And, um, three besties. And Santana feels the most behind, which is real. Like, this is very much right, cause, like, real. They keep being like, and Kurt's got the band, which, like, is nothing. But to be fair, Kurt, mm. do you know, did land a prestigious internship and is, you yeah. know, in school, so. Right. I could see being the, like, one, like. Not being in college, the one just being known one, for. Too, especially when you're really just yeah. doing, like, day job, survival job work, like. Right very real it is real and i feel like if glee maybe had gone the way it was supposed to go this would be like real character development like this would have mm -hmm, like fit mm -hmm. right into the original glee timeline that we know because this also felt like something that could have come from those first few seasons yes um but one day you'll be on top um for now let's talk about how i'm going to be on the cover of new york magazine okay do we okay do we buy this I mean, I don't know about New York Magazine. I don't know about New York Magazine. I don't know that, I don't know that a Funny Girl revival, a revival of Funny Girl in the year of our Lord 2013-2014 was really that big a deal. Yeah, I certainly don't think it would. And I'm not even sure. I mean, I'll tell you what. A Funny Girl revival didn't make the cover of New York Magazine when it did happen. There you go. There you go. We actually lived this world, and it wasn't in New York Magazine. <laughs> As a cover That's true. story. It, it was just on the side of a bus. That's um, true, but what isn't on the side of a bus? That's fair. Um, yeah, and uh, she invites her to be a model, or Rachel invites Santana, rather, uh, in, to be, like, a model on this campaign, and Santana agrees, and Yeah, because I like that she even says, like, you know, I think I got enough juice to be able to, uh, uh, to get you in, to get you in for this, yeah. so... Which is, like, genuinely very sweet. And, yeah. Like, this episode starts off really sweet when Santana's like, when the roles are reversed, I do hope I can be as cool as you. You're a really good friend. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Yes. Schrodinger's, no. Uh, Chekhov's friend. <laughs> Chekhov's friend. Schrodinger's <laughs> friend. Until we open the box, friend. they are both friends and not friends. Right. Um, and so then we cut to Tina and Artie being best friends, yeah. eating lunch. Um unfortunately tina got waitlisted from brown um the only other school she applied to were ohio state and that dumb vet school because she wanted to leave this place yeah. um but uh, we knew we now know where in the timeline we fall we only got a few days left let's make them count um and as tina puts it it's a really flimsy segue to a stevie nicks kenny rogers song 
Thank you. Um, is that? I don't know what it's called. It's called Whenever I Call You Friend. Cool. Um, and it is, in fact, a duet with Kenny Loggins and Stevie Nicks. Oh, my bad. You were right. I, I wrote Kenny Rogers. Oh, it's Kenny Loggins. I heard Kenny Loggins, okay. even though you said Kenny oh, Rogers. Oh, well, we'll go, we'll go with that. It's a Kenny. Um, um, it's a Kenny. He's just Kenny. He's listed as um, Ken Loggins on that, apparently. Wow. Kenneth. Um, I did not know this song. Like, gun to my head, you wouldn't have been able to tell me anything about this song. Same. I was like... And, Same. And even Tina says, like, this is a really flimsy segue for a song. This is... Here's, was, here's my thought about this episode. Uh-huh. There's a lot of singing in it, but very little of the singing is for any good reason. Yes. They, they worked yes. hard... They, I rather, I guess I would say they did not work hard to make, like, this is very much like, we wanted to do this plot, this episode, but also we're Glee and we need to sell some iTunes. Right. Not like. The actors were were working really hard to make it work. Yeah. The, like, in the fact that even Tina comments on it, like, boy, we don't even really have a good excuse for why you're singing a song right now, huh, Artie? Uh, right. Okay. Well, still. Um, that being said, like, this moment did remind me of, again, like, season one, two, three, Glee. I do like that, you know, they're trying to bring it back of, like, and there's some meta commentary on, like, them as characters, too, of, like, hey, you know, OG friends from the, there from the mm-hmm. very beginning, you know, tardy yeah. time. Um, Tina uses a vintage suitcase-style lunchbox, which is fully in character with her Zoe Deschanel transformation that she's yeah. been undergoing. She is in her Zoe era. Yes. Um, I didn't really care one way or the other about the song just because nope. it's not they it's do fine. a good job with it's it fine. the biggest thing is like so jenna ushkowitz has a lot to do in this and yes. it's great yes. and she's phenomenal in it and it it, it sucks that like th- this moment is just tainted by the tina character assassination yep. that we've had to deal with for two uh years yep so it, it th- that's a bummer but Perhaps I digress. Yeah, I mean, it's a tardy duet. We love that. We love getting Jenna Ushkowitz to sing anything at all. So I have to appreciate anything. it for that. But it's a it's a pretty meh of a song. Right. Um, I've already forgotten no, what it's called, and I literally just looked it up. Something about Thank You for Being a Friend, but without I, the Gil- Golden Girls or the Gilmore Girls. I wish they had sang Thank You for Being a Friend. <laughs> that would have been tight. Or if they'd sang the Gilmore Girls theme song. The, oh, that would have been great. Except uh, it, they don't do enough Carol King. They don't do enough Carol King. And maybe Carol King was like <laughs> Maybe Carol yeah. King was like, there's a reason for that. I will I will appear um, on one show on television and that will be Gilmore Girls. Right. I will play oh, a character on Gilmore Girls and Glee will never touch my music. Exactly. Um Yeah. Um and... but then like record scratch moment. Uh truly, literally Becky comes storming into the choir room says what we're all thinking which is god when you're going to sing things like that can you please at least shut when you're going to sing annoying crap like that can you please at least shut the door which like hey we've talked about this on this show a million times those extras that are just walking to and fro in the background don't seem to mind going to class and then suddenly a kenny Loggins song is drifting like yeah it's tuesday (laughs) glee's singing kenny Loggins must be tuesday (laughs) um but she uh, summons Artie and Tina to the principal's office where Sue delivers the news that they are tied exactly for valedictorian. For valedictorian. 
They have the same exact grade point average, the same attendance record, and the same extracurriculars. Um, yes. So no change. And then there's a lot of meta talk about how you two losers are always in the choir room. You've been there for, even though others disappear for months at a time with That's no explanation, right. you guys are always there. Even if it's just to make like one off. An inconsequential off remark like, Kitty's right. Or Blaine, are you serious? Yep. I cackled. That was so good. Glee's really cashing in there, jumping the shark cards with uh, Jane Lynch this episode. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, it worked for me. Yeah. Like, I, I, I it is both true as their actors and in characters that yeah they've given them nothing to do and so this if they want to do a plot line with them they've got no checks to cash right um tina warrior princess was a funny thing yeah i didn't know if that was supposed to be an insult but i'm but i'm like okay it rhymes and it's kind of funny yeah it's just a play on xena xena warrior princess um um but yeah and so they're going to settle this valedictorian thing with a friendly competition you'll both deliver your speeches to a panel and whoever wins is valedictorian and if you decide to abandon your text for a musical number i guarantee you that every drink you drink for the rest of your life will have just a tiny little bit of my pee in it so specific very so specific very sue sylvester so sue sylvester thank god because i'm just thinking of the gas leak episode where jane lynch was just like you're not paying me enough for this godforsaken bullshit (laughs) It's true. This was this felt like the right kind of Sue, which means that yeah. it was insulting and weird. But we have a photo shoot. We do. Um, we are here shooting for the cover of New York Magazine, I guess. Rachel Berry yeah. is wearing a sensible bob. and She's got glittery, that fuck-ass bob back. Glittery pantsuit jumpsuit thing. Ask Jenna, but that might be a Barbara reference. Barbara, <laughs> Barbara, <laughs> Streisand, jumpsuit. Yes, it sure is. Wow. You can see her whole ass in this. I beg your pardon. I'll show you. I I, okay. Let's see. Can we paste images in the chat here? Let's find out. I was going to say, you're going to share your screen, aren't you? Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Hold on. Thank you. I just need you to see this one image. Here you go. Oh, indeed. Yes, that is Barbara Streisand's booty. Yeah, that is the Barbara booty. Yep. Um, You were absolutely right that this outfit is a reference. Um, Well, that was dumb luck, but can we please take this image away? It's haunting me already. You don't just want this to be (laughs) what we look at. You know, I'm sure I'll be seeing it in my dreams, so. I'll just send that to our group text later. Um, Do it. Or send it in like two weeks when I've forgotten all about no this. No context, Barbara Streisand ass. No context, Barbara Streisand ass. Well, yes. so that's why Rachel Berry's wearing that. One question answered. Um, <laughs> and Santana's like looking on at all this, all this opulence, I guess, because there's also a lot of models who are all much taller than Leah Michelle, uh, making yes. it so that she sort of stands out, but not in the way perhaps you want. Um, well, and uh, my guess would be that that's like a deliberate Fanny Bryce kind of thing, where I like assume. Fanny's supposed to be like the quote unquote ugly she's one, the, the different one, one. Yeah, she's which a, is all she's code for Jewish. Girl. We know. Get it? Um, Get it? And then it's funny that she's shorter. And then the worst possible thing imagines. Um, I knew that's ex- exactly what you're going to say. I knew <laughs> that like I, the, the the piano chords start, 
bum, 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 bum. I'm like, oh, it's Roar. And then it wasn't Roar. It Roar. was Sarah Bareilles as Brave. It's, it's it's Roar in another font. It's Roar, let me copy your homework, <laughs> sure, but change it a little bit so they don't know. I, it's unyassified hold on, Roar. Hold on a second. August 10th, 2013. Remember that. Okay. August 10th, 2013. April 23rd, 2013 was Brave. So, so about five months prior. So I guess uh, Roar. No. Yeah, April. You said August. April 2023, or 2013, June, July. About four months? Yeah, about four months. So really, okay. Roar is um, can you, brave. Can you? Can I copy your homework? R- Roar, Roar is okay. Roar is brave. yassified brave. Exactly. Yes. Um, okay. Regardless, I don't like either. I know. Here's the thing. I probably don't hate Sarah Bareilles as much as I like to go off that I do. But I really do hate this song. I mean, that's the thing is like the single is never the best song no. from the album. Like or rarely is it the best song from the album. And I would say, okay, so now I'm gonna do my research yeah. in real time and see like what what album this is from. Wow. Okay. I'm... There's a whole section on the uh, Wikipedia page for Brave by Sarah Brellas about the controversies of Roar versus Brave. Right. Yeah, no, there's absolutely better songs on this album. Yeah, of course there is. So, anywho, we get a Rachel Santana duet of Brave. Um, here's the one thing I liked about this performance. What? So I'm 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 sitting there watching it and like Santana first of all just barges in mid photo shoot and I'm like, Oh, okay. And then they're doing a lot of like synchronized like movement like it's a dance. Like, they're suddenly mm-hmm. holding umbrellas, and they put them down, and I'm like, boy, this would certainly be annoying to shoot for photos. I wonder how diegetic this is as a number. And literally, as I'm thinking that, it smash cuts to the end of the song, and mm. we get a, like, it's all in Santana's head that this musical number happens. So I'm like, oh, okay. So right. they did a good job of portraying it as, like, wow, this has kind of odd vibes, but sometimes Glee just doesn't know how things work, so maybe it's just Glee being Glee. But no, it was supposed to be sort of weird. Theatrical. Theatrical and, yeah. like, dream sequency because it was. So right. Not, and I thought that w- I thought it was successful yeah, in that way. I don't um, know if this is... And not just because of, like, who I am as a person. I don't know if this is the song I would have chosen for this moment of, like, Santana longing yeah, for no. more. No, you're right. I, I I agree with you on that. Like, I get why they did it, but I, I think there are definitely better options out there. What they are, I couldn't tell you at this point in time. Yeah, but... and it's also, I mean, they just did Roar on, on Glee they just did earlier, Roar. so it's really much like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good choreography, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fun. Fine. It's a song. It is yeah. a song. Anyway, Artie wrote Tina's speech. Um, or Tina wrote Artie's she... speech. Or both. Because then Tina went I up and was like, Artie, I wrote you. Here's no, something. you're right. You're right. Artie, uh, Tina wrote Artie's speech. I had that backwards. And it's just like, I, Tina deserves this. I'm going to. Uh, right. I'm not going to compete. Right. And she needs it. She thinks she needs it to get into Brown. Um, I mean, first of all, it will spent... be too late by then. I guess if you're waitlisted, though, I don't know if they take into consideration further things. Or if it's literally just a numbers game of like, okay, well, we didn't get this much. So you like, are you already ranked on their wait list or is there a second 
round of like consideration. Like a second round of considerations. I don't know. Um, if you've been waitlisted, write or in. Or if let you're us a college if you know. admission professional, write in. <laughs> that, that's know. better. That's better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she thinks she needs this to get into Brown, to be valedictorian. I did like that. Like, not even in a meta way. The fact that she brought the fact that she is always in the background. She's always making costumes, yeah. but everyone else gets to be front and center. She gets very little. Yep. That's, like, that's real. Like, that felt right. I also like Artie saying, it's not my fault you didn't apply to enough colleges. Also That's true. also correct. Yeah. Also true. Wow. And they do argue. Yeah. Um, apparently, people are saying Tina was possessed by an alien. Um, Another sort of little meta commentary on her big character shift um right fair you're making a last ditch effort to be popular by dating mckinley's biggest bitch okay. that's what tina says to Artie. yes and first of all well then Artie's like no T- mckinley's biggest bitch is you tina is you first tina of all, none of those are true we all know mckinley's biggest bitch is, is brie Thank this <laughs> this season yeah. it's been well established that right now mckinley's biggest bitch is, is brie, brie. That's why she's there, is to be the biggest That's bitch. why she's there. That's her... Because we know that Kitty has out... Has done her time. Yes. And she has de-bitched. Yes. Like, that's... We know this. Yes. Tina. Tina's just wrong. Yeah, I mean, she, it's the heat of a moment. They're, they're both of clearly course, forgetting of about course. the biggest bitch. But, like, this moment was just the start of, like, such glee camp that could have been... Yeah. If glee remembered what it was and what it could be... Like all of the fights in this like episode, like this is what I this imagine when I really think of a Ryan Murphy episode. Brought back a lot of camera choices, I would say. There's yeah. a lot of weird POV shots. There's a lot of like oddly close on face shots. Like mm-hmm. someone was was doing a thing. They were making big swings yes. in this episode. Cinematography. Yeah. We cut to Blaine and Kurt. My next note is like, oh yeah, it's Kurt. I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah. And, like, this is where Kurt enters feeling like Starchild wants to take over the band. Um, if you're, uh, and Blaine's like, if you're concerned, don't let on. Keep your friends close, your enemies closer. Bad advice. Blaine, this is bad advice. See, I don't know if I could take that advice just because I'm really bad at hiding how I feel about right. people, places, and things. If the, like, the real advice there is, like, if you really have such concerns, you should probably just talk to him and, like, figure out where his head's at. Right. And communicate openly. Uh, not subterfuge, but go off, Blaine, I guess. Uh, man. Blaine gets everything. Yeah. I mean, we talk about that later, too. Right. And, uh, Rachel, we get Rachel, uh, she can't be there to, like, talk about the band. Oh, my God. Because she needs, she needs to go watch understudy auditions. Because Rachel remember, is predictably like psycho crazy about the concept yeah, of understudies, like bananas, bananas, and she needs you all to be supportive because she turns, puts the sunglasses on slowly. It's just really hard being a star. Iconic, like, iconic, like that's like that's the Rachel that's Berry the, like, cuckoo banana we pants know. Rachel of like. Yes. Yes. Also, it's like you know that's that's just Leah. Like that's yes. got it. Like part of that's just got to be Leah. Um, is there any real working actress who could pull that shit off? No. Exactly. Like, ask any. Like now we're in an era of famous like Broadway professionals going. Yeah, I'm only doing seven shows a week at most. Yeah, and um, I'm not even talking about Leah Michelle, like let's Laura Benanti. Let's, let's put a pin in the Leah Michelle understudy uh, yes. of it all. Yes, we'll come back to that. 
I've got notes. Um, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we then cut to Glee Club. Got a, re- got a really important decision to make. Will's like, we're really getting down to the wire, guys. Yeah, yeah. Will, whose fault is that? William. Squilliam. <laughs> you say Squilliam? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so, man, I, I'm so mad that he was like, Blaine was voted the new Rachel, so he gets a solo, of course. So who gets the other solo? Honestly, what the fuck? that made me laugh so hard because, like, true, first of all, that did happen. And, it did. And if anyone was going to get a solo, no questions asked, it would be the new Rachel, and frankly, that would be Blaine. Yes. Like, of course yes. Blaine's going to get a solo. Like, they, the fact that they gave any reason at all for why they're just handing Blaine a solo is They didn't even need something. to. Yeah, they didn't. But, you uh, know. Uh. And Tina and Artie both nominate themselves, which means it's time for a sing-off, so they sing Never Gonna Get It. Yes. Um, which, like, is another one of those songs that is got an appropriate title for the situation and maybe not much else, but... Which I, I happened this several was, times this episode. Yeah, I thought but... this one was successful. I thought. Like, oh, I thought it was successful. I like, just I, were... I thought it was cool how they were like, like really using the lyrics. Like they were yes, really going back to the text work. to. Yeah, they made this one work in that fight. This and that was, was my great. most successful musical number of this episode, I think. And, and Jenna Ushkowitz was like killing it. Yes. Until she knocked over Artie's wheelchair, and which then she, yes, Whoops, which is like big big yikes, big yikes, big yikes, not out of character given everything we know about tina but also right. not out of character for glee for doing Correct. something that's like hey this was insensitive and we have to deal with it yeah there's just a couple big swings with like physicality this episode um yeah and this is one of them yeah that she just gets and like i do like it kind of ramps up to it like you see like she gives one push that's like you see Artie kind of go like oh whoa and then there's like another where she like knocks his glasses off so you see kind of Tina not really paying attention to like the physicality until it's like too late I will say like how she does it is sort of suspect because she just it doesn't look convincing as like a stunt but Mm. you know that's that's not what they're known for (laughs) right just thought it was shot kind of poorly but like fine fine uh, yeah but it was it was good and I everyone's appreciate... like shocked at the end you're like yeah fair yeah i do appreciate like kitty's stern look at her on the way yeah. out that was actually really great um we then get kurt and Starchild in the loft uh everyone's bringing something special to the mix uh we learn some star child lore yes with about Schroeder. his upbringing yeah <sighs> um and kurt asks him to uh Kurt asks Elliot Starchild to teach him guitar. And it's this really weird, like, almost the way that he had a crush on Finn, but without the crush. Yeah, it's like Kurt doesn't know how to... (laughs) Foster a friendship? Yes, I mean, like, the idea is, of course, that Kurt is not trying to be friends with Starchild, that he is trying to be intel, and he's just hilariously bad at it. Like, the same way he didn't know how to be friends with Finn while having a crush on him he doesn't seem to know how to have a normal conversation with elliot while trying to like gain information (laughs) right um yeah and uh he wants him to to, he wants elliot to teach him guitar you're amazing you could be the front band of the front man of the band if you want to do you want to right it's oh my god yeah (laughs) i mean it shows like the fact that what what he's doing you can tell and it like it works that way yes right 
And uh, Elliot's like, well, if you want to learn, you got to get your own guitar. Have something no. of your own. Personality is key. I mean, that's terrible advice. <laughs> um, they're very expensive. They're very expensive. But... And... We, and we'll put a pin in that, because yep. then we cut to Fanny understudy auditions. We start with an off-key singer. I wish the girl who we cut to, like, singing badly, had been singing Memory from Cats. Yes. Honestly, it was a crime that she wasn't. Yeah. That would have been so good. Man, Glee doesn't do Memory, do they? They do. Oh, dang. We haven't gotten there yet, have we? We haven't? But I think you've seen it. I trust you on that, even if I don't remember. Hilarious. Oh my god, I remember. Yeah. Okay, um, oh, I'm so sorry, Gleeboot. So yeah, it's understudy auditions, someone's singing badly, they're not singing Cats, I don't remember what they are singing. <laughs> I think they're singing Beautiful Dreamer. There you go, that sounds right. Um, Rachel makes a comment being like, I'm not gonna get sick, I'm gonna wear I'm gonna one wear of them. those masks that Chinese people wear to stay healthy all the time, and I went... Oh no. Oh, no. Oh. Rachel Berry caused COVID. They couldn't have known. Oh, they couldn't um, have known. Then enter Santana singing her own version of Don't Rain on My Parade. That is Santana's version of Don't Rain on My Parade. It is literally Don't Rain on My Parade, parentheses, Santana's version. It is Don't Rain on My Parade as performed by Leah Michelle, parentheses, Santana's, Santana's version. version. Exactly. I would also call it the gap ad version of this song because yes. everything about the arrangement was just like, man, you would have thought that they would sing that in that gap to Blaine's crush that time in yep. season two. Yep. Um, um, I read a review that said it sort of sounds like Santana is a robot trying to mimic hum human emotion when like this in this arrangement. Like, she knows, and I, I think that sounds mean, but I think it kind of, like, works with the character, which is, like, yeah. when Rachel Berry sings this song, it's, like, the first time, at least, like, season one, Rachel Berry singing this song, it is, like, all of her hopes and dreams, something that she has lived and breathed and cared oh, about yeah. since she was five, and this is Santana trying to recreate that without any of, like, the real spark, right? you know? Like, yes. she's trying to be Rachel Berry just to, like, kind of prove that she can, not because she she's Tinkerbell and needs applause to live. Was that from the reviewer? Did you make that up? Uh, the second part I made up. That was... Karina, that was brilliant. Amazing. That was great. Wow. The director is floored and... It's like, oh, how do you know each other? Oh, we went to high school. One high school produced the two of you. Rachel, how did you not tell me about her? And Rachel what? is stunned. Seeth she's seething. Like, seething. if she could have smoke coming out of her ears, she would. <laughs> exactly. If it was that kind of show, it would be happening. Exactly. Oh, man, and we're only halfway there. Yeah. So, I know you watch on Disney+, Plus, so you I don't do. get commercial breaks. I got a commercial break, so we got back from commercial yep. with... My least favorite scene in this episode, which is this scene is nonsense. You want to talk sense? This is the most egregious example of people just singing for no reason. Truly, they literally walk into I don't know a fucking Sam Ash Guitar Center. Yeah, and Adam Lambert goes, "Hey man, do you know I think I believe in a thing called love?" Okay, and the guy's no, like, "It's yeah. worse than that." They walk into a store that sells guitars. Yes. Adam Lambert says, hello, 
my friend here wants to buy a guitar. Yes. The man in charge says, mm, don't touch them. He That's says, a terrible don't touch business the model. axes, which is like a dumb way to say that. So someone, a customer walks into your store and you're like, and was like, I would like to buy one of your products. And he says, okay, but you can't touch but them. But you can't touch anything. And so the solution to this is Elliot walking over to a, a literal random stranger saying, yeah. do you know the song, I believe in a thing called Love by the Darkness? Which apparently this man does. And Thank so God. Then they, they just start they performing just singing it. it. They just sing it. And for a place that was so strict about them not being able to touch the guitars, they sure seem lenient on them climbing on their scaffolding and oh, yeah. their stripper pole they have for some reason. Yeah, Kurt was all over that pole. Yeah, he certainly was. This number is nonsense. Nonsensical. This is chaos. This is this is what kind of chaos is this? Is this this is not lawful chaos. No. Um and the other thing, there's only one thing about this that could have made it work. What? Now, why are they singing in the store? No reason. They're so right. they're, you know, the same reason that they sing in that gap, I guess. But <laughs> this It all comes back to the gap and train. It does. This particular number, just because of the style of it, does highlight that Adam Lambert is better at this kind of music than Kurt, right? Yes. Like, objectively, Adam Lambert is better suited for this style of music than Chris Golfer. So yes. the point of this number was to, like, further stoke Kurt's fear about, like, Elliot being a better band leader, trying to take over, like... That they're, like, that Elliot's like, yeah, well, watch this. And they do this number, and Kurt's watching everyone like, ah, oh, fuck, this guy's actually pretty good at shit like this. Then I could see it kind of making sense. It's like one more thing that where Kurt realizes, like, he could be usurped. Right. That's not what it is. It's just Kurt not riding on a stripper pole. And I guess what it seemed to have been was some sort of rite of passage that you had to sing this song and perform a rock number in this thing. Because then at the end, the guy who was like, now we can get this guy a guitar. That's not yeah. how you buy. That's not how no. commerce works. Not, that is not how capitalism works. You don't have to go through some strange ritual where you sing a song by the darkness in a Sam Ash guitar center to be able to purchase an electric guitar. Yeah, this is no bar mitzvah. Instead of reading the Torah, you have to sing. <laughs> you have to sing, I believe, in a thing called, called love. love. Good yeah. song. I didn't like Good it song. There was, I, you know, there was no reason. I mean, like, I mean, not to repeat everything you just said, but if if what you said was the reason that we got this number, mm -hmm. if they were, like, trying out guitars. Yeah. And, like, and Adam Lambert or said total random stranger starts playing, like, the opening is like, oh, you know that song? Hey, yeah. let's sing it, but hopefully right, better like, written than that. Then that could be, be exactly easy how you for, lead like, into it. Yeah, it'd be pretty easy for one of them to start playing, to have Adam Lambert start playing like this song on a guitar because he looks more like someone who's allowed to play a guitar, and Fine. then it devolves. But no, it's nonsense. I, also, now, like yes, what happened to the Madonna covers? Well, this is their, not for their the band, band was supposed to be. This yeah, you're right. Just, okay. This is just you're right. fun stripper time in the guitar store. And this again, the, I ask, what happened to the Madonna covers? This is the, 
This is the rite of passage you have to undergo every time you walk into a Sam Ash in order to purchase an instrument. <laughs> yes, the number of times I've had to sing this song just trying to get my guitar tuned up. Yeah, it's ridiculous, really. I don't know how they're still... It's like the opposite of... It's like a negative Coldstone Creamery, where instead of them singing when you give them money, you have to sing and then give them money. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's <laughs> frankly a nightmare both versions oh actually God. i'm afraid to tip it a cold stone i don't want as to be you should it. be as you should be and that makes me feel bad like they work hard they they actually do stuff to your ice cream they do it's it's truly an art form there don't oh they cold stone is the place that has the sizes, which is like it, love it, and gotta have it. Yes. As opposed to Dippin' Dots, where the size is small, medium, and LOL. I, that's bananas. I was expecting to go for, small, medium, and wow, or no, whoa. It's, it's LOL. It stands for lots of layers. Jesus Christ. Okay. Ice cream lore for you. Um, that being said, I might like this song out of context, because I do like this song, but I... Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um... I'm so mad at you for the Cold Stone thing. <laughs> you don't think about Cold Stone Creamery kind of just like a I lot? I do. I kind of do because someone in high school once called it liquid cake batter, and that has um, been tattooed on my brain. I thought you were going to say tattooed on your ass, and I was like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> However, I do use, I use your phrase, I want a soundbite of that tattooed on my butt all the time. You can do that now. Technology's coming far. It's um, great and terrifying. Anyway, we got Rachel and Kurt arguing. Yeah. yeah, and Rachel's like, oh, yeah, Rachel's like, how could she? It's very Rachel Berry. How could she do this to me? Right. Um, Santana She's... comes in. Well, it's pretty wild that um, Rachel says, like, this is Barbara's strong and Barbara's song. Yeah. This is Barbara's song. And when she goes, it's going to be my responsibility to sing it. I'm like, that's. Yikes. Okay, yike. Um, and I do appreciate that this is where she says that, like, yeah, Fanny is a New York Jew. Santana. She, the thing is, she's not like wrong, right? But she's all like, it's not personal. It's just you know, and it really feels like then she tries to play the Jew card as mm-hmm. opposed to actually believing that, right? Like she's not wrong, and Santana was like, okay, well. Because then Santana's like, well, if it hadn't been you who had the part and you found out I got, like, an uh, like an understudy gig, would you have been happy for me then? Like, no, you're... Right. Although, frankly, if Rachel was not working on Broadway and found out Santana had got an understudy role for a Broadway on show, Broadway. she'd actually probably still be pissed. Um, she'd probably still be just about here, yeah. Yeah. Um, And a lot of it, like, comes down to Santana calling her out on this, that uh, you just love having something over me. Which, like, I don't know if it's there. I don't know if that's totally true either. I do think Rachel just, like, has perceived, like, I don't know if she was sitting around thinking, like, ha, 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 I have succeeded in Santa's Santana's working in a diner. I mean, that's a good point, yeah. But I do think that Rachel has just taken this too far, that she doesn't understand how in- understudies work. Right. I and, mean, truly. And it's just a little little too possessive of her stardom, quote, unquote. Like, right. And, 
of course it comes back to um your success santana going your success has everything to do with me because all your ambition is basically because we bullied you in high school which which like mm. i mean look i have let my haters be my motivators but mostly that's that's maybe i'm just spiteful and i don't know i'm i'm i would like to think i'm different than rachel barry and santana i would hope so thank you um anyway uh you can't hand it you're just begging to be my understudy um just admit that after all the training and affirmation, I'm just as good as you. No matter how far you go, you will never change. You are short, you are awful, and you're never going to change. And then Slap. she was slapped in the face. Camp. Yes. High I mean, art you're short, camp. awful, and you're never going to change is a beautiful line. It was, that was iconic. Yes. That... And I also, like, don't hate Santana's point of being like, yeah, you're pissed because this is all you've ever worked for, and I was able to walk in and just... Yeah, yeah, the idea that, like, Rachel has cried and screamed and wanted this forever, and Santana was able to walk into an, an audition and get a part, like, right. immediately, basically. But then again, mm-hmm. so did Rachel Berry. So did Rachel, so, thank you. yeah. Uh, but wow, that slap. Um, She's like, she slaps her and then is like, you need to move out, which is yeah. also iconic to basically and then, physically assault someone and be like, now leave. Right. And then um, Kurt's like, this is crazy. We're friends. And one of them goes, not really. And then Santana's phone rings. And, and yep. guess what? She's the understudy. See you Got at rehearsal. Wow. This scene was uh, chef's kiss. Bonkers. <laughs> wow. Um. <sighs> Anyway, now we have to go back to Ohio. We have to go back to Ohio after that masterpiece theater. We cut back to the auditorium where Tina and Artie are dressed in High School Musical Red, ready to yeah, uh, for their speech off. Artie was fully wearing the same polo as the last scene, but in a, but in High School Musical yes. Red. Yes, they're dressed for, uh, the, for High School Musical Graduation. Um, right. Wildcats, get your head in the game. Yep. Um, the panel is Beast, Higgins, Sue and sylvester shoe and sylvester or sue and sylvester if you will um Um, an iconic gathering of people which also shows like how much the show was like whatever we don't know we don't have enough adults in the room (laughs) at any given time to assemble a panel Uh, so and jam amaze is just outie yeah she's not really in this season so bye so you get figgins the janitor instead yeah um first is no one's favorite new direction tina and then it intercuts between her speech and Artie's speech. Although I will say the beginning of, like, her speech, the beginning of Artie's speech, or, like, part of it, sound kind of sarcastic, which I think is just right. sort of how that's being read, because what actually ends up happening is it's Gift of Magi, basically. Um, mm. Or, like, that they're all being like, no, I'll give up my valedictorian spot for Artie. No, I'll give up mine for Tina. Right. I just love the other one so much. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, and they, like, make up in this intercut as well, I guess. Um, yeah, yes. and then they both, like, withdraw. Um, <laughs> and it ends with Sue going, what a waste of everybody's time. I hate yeah. you both. Yes. Because what Sue, Sue also being like, oh no, what is happening? Like right. as soon as like it's Jane Lynch is uh, a real gem in this episode as she often is, but yes. Um, 
we then get uh, Santana in a dressing room. I guess in Rachel's dressing room, yeah. right? Yeah, okay, this is what I didn't understand. Because Santana comes into Rachel's dressing room and is doing her makeup, and Rachel's like, no, don't you know the star gets her own vanity? You can go to the bathroom upstairs. Which, like, Not okay, how it works. There's, there's other there's, dressing rooms, right? There's a lot of things wrong with this situation, just from, like, a, like, a well, actually, standpoint. That's like, what we're here for, Ian. I know. Like, we're here to be those assholes. Like... In rehearsal, more than likely they're not rehearsing on the stage. They're likely in a right. studio, yeah. which is worse because you have nowhere to run and hide, typically. The other thing about this is, like, it's one thing that Santana is Rachel's understudy. Yes. I think what they're talking about, really, is a standby or alternate situation. In this case, probably standby because Rachel mm-hmm. doesn't plan on missing performances. Because, technically... Yes. An understudy would also be in the ensemble or have a right. minor role. In this yes. case... It sounds like Santana is truly just going to be off stage, on standby, waiting to go on should yep. she need to. That's the Julie Banco of it all. Yes. That's the standby. So mm-hmm. that would even make it like more threatening to Rachel probably because they're getting paid the same because yeah. standbys are a principal contract and oh, understudy. Yeah. Um, and understudies are in the ensemble. So they're a chorus contract. Mm-hmm. Um but this whole scene is hilarious. It is camp. It from I'm gonna I'm gonna die and haunt you. Like like oh zombie Fanny no ghost Fanny. So funny. Yes. I know and you're then... I know you're planning on poisoning me, uh, my oatmeal, and I will haunt you. And she says Santana says something about like oh um, about like her becoming funny lady instead of funny girl like. I forget exactly what she said because I was just laughing so hard. And then the dad from Twilight comes in and is like, hey, hey, no fighting. Shakira, no fighting. Um, (laughs) Shakira, no fighting. Basically, like, you guys are going to be best fucking friends from now on because the news that two nobodies from Ohio from the same high school glee club are making it big together on Broadway that's going to sell tickets. That's going to fill the theater. So you might both be famous in your own right, but you'll be more famous together. So everything right. Rachel does, Santana's going to do it too. Sure. And then it cuts to... I'll be watching you. Cuts to a confusing song choice. This... Dude. This is a song that they said, good title... The rest of it does not make sense. This is camp. This is Ryan Murphy. Yeah. This. And maybe I'm this not. In... Maybe I'm not the arbiter of camp as a straight white dude. But no, probably something not. But this was so. This whole thing, top to toe, going into this, so funny. Santana looking like she's fresh out of Chicago. Yes. Like the de- there's decent look? remixes. Like it's. Oh my god! Like it's so fucking funny. Yeah. Um. This scene was a weird choice for me. It's bonkers, but okay. This sure. is a sting song, right? Is this right? how you would... Yeah, um, and it's a song that people are... The, the joke is always that people use it as their wedding song when it's right. like a very stalkery song. Is this yeah. how you would rehearse with a quote-unquote understudy? That you no. would basically just do it at the same time as them? No, like, that's the other thing. Like, an understudy and probably a standby like they wouldn't even go into rehearsals until they're open yeah because until opening they are rehearsing 
like the principal is rehearsing yeah or they're teching the show or they're like working during the day previewing at night and then they open yeah and then once they open then they study then they um schedule understudy rehearsals yeah because like i can't imagine how unhelpful it would be for everyone else in the cast to run a scene once with rachel and then run a scene the exact same scene right. a second time with santana like like i like the only exception i can think of was when lin-manuel miranda was like creating hamilton like he yeah. had to stand by like do certain runs so that he as one of the creators can like watch look at it and, from yeah, yeah and but make that's his like notes and everything but that's extremely different, different situation exactly. rachel berry did not write funny girl um no so yeah very weird very weird very funny very incorrect but but we'll, we'll god i loved it yes so then we have curtain star child um great at choosing records while kurt is great at making pillsbury foods which he's not right. because like that's not how you make cinnamon rolls and they're never that big i wouldn't know i've never made them really you make them like together in like a cake I, pan no so they're not i believe touching. i believe you i i stick to music and theater i'm fine with that <laughs> i let other people do the baking and that's fair the the main thing i know how to make is our friend Brittany's taco dip and like I, I've gotten I've gotten away with that so far, and I'm fine with it. That's all you need in life. Um, it's true. Uh, Elliot reveals that all he really wants is gay friends, and also that he's extremely perceptive because he's like, yeah, well, I guess not that perceptive because Kurt's really bad at it. But Kurt's the fact that he was able to clock exactly what was bothering Clert, Kurt, Clert. like, hey, hey, Clert. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to steal your band. I know exactly as it turns out what's bothering you um, because the script told me. Um, <laughs> because I was here this week. I'm just here to hang out and be cool in your band. Let's be friends. And Kurt's like, wow, you are magic. <laughs> Glee said, gay friends. Yep. Um, yeah, you're talented and so am I. So, hooray. Selfie time. Weird choices for selfies. Yeah, I and like we'll talk about that in a minute too. Yeah, pin put in that. Um, so Tina and Artie split the vote, so they're now co-salutatorians. Yep. Which I feel like that's not how it would work. They would just be co-valedictorians. Yeah, it would. But which I is guess like fine. You can only there can only be one. What I think of what of course because it's Glee and like we yeah. need the drama and stuff. I think in reality because my my high school had two salutatorians mm. and then quote unquote number three just got put to number four. Rough. Yeah. So the turns out the valedictorian spot just going to go to the number one spot, and that of course is, is Blaine. Blaine. Um, Blaine's line of, hold on, I. Oh man, it's maybe you have, have the actual written, quote. I think I have it written down. Hold on. I know this sounds like a humble brag, but honestly, I feel like sometimes things just get handed to me. <laughs> oh, I was mad for them. I was mad for Tina and Artie in that moment. Yeah, Blaine's like, and because he's very much like, wow, you guys deserved it. Also, I forgot that in his, his speech, um, Artie brings up that he got robot legs for Christmas and they broke after an hour. Yeah, I love that. But compares that to Tina cleaning herself off on prom night. Like, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. I might have experienced hardship, but nothing like watching Tina get slushied. Um. I mean, and it's funny because he brings that up in the beginning of the episode too, where yeah. Tina's like, "I get nothing," and Hardy's like, you "Girl, were you were just prom, prom queen. queen." Yeah. Blaine's like, "Well, you know, I guess this is how the cookie crumbles." And then, and then Becky Jackson interrupts him, being like, "Did you know your boyfriend's cheating on you?" And shows the right. picture of him and Elliot 
where Elliot had like turned and given her a little kiss on the cheek. Right. And I can say this with complete honesty. I have no memory of if this plot goes anywhere or not. <laughs> I cannot recall if this is something that we have to deal with or not. Which doesn't bode well for it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Could be. Don't know. We'll find out next time on Glee Clap Aggressive. Yeah, we're all going to um, learn together. Or, or we won't. Um, but yeah, and so Blaine is oddly cool about it. He is like, nah, they're just friends. And he Becky's gets like, like just a little bit of ass. a suspicious look, but ultimately is like, no, that's not what's happening. Right. Which, like, good for him. Um, and so Blaine enters the Glee Club where he recommends that we sing at graduation instead of a oh speech. Oh my gosh, please don't. I would have walked out of my graduation ceremony if my valedictorians turned to singing. Oh my god. Tina and Artie disqualified themselves for being soloists because I guess of their, uh... The gift of magi themselves, yes. Exactly. Um, and, uh, Blaine wants you to sing with me, uh, Blaine wants them to sing with him. Hooray. Hooray. And, um, okay. So we got back to the loft, right? Yep. And... Rachel's talking to Kurt, and maybe also Santana's there. I don't remember if at this point Santana. Yeah, they're all there, and Rachel's like, yes, she like the only thing an understudy hopes for is that the principal, uh, gets sick and like doesn't go on, which is, that's when I had the epiphany of like, okay, <laughs> how many times was Leah Michelle out for her run of Funny Girl? A lot. It was a lot. And, like, yeah, we live in a COVID era where these things will happen. But it just felt like, I don't know, according to my TikTok feed, Julia Benko was all over that stage. She was on that stage so much. And, like, a really well-loved Fanny, too, that the understudy had a really huge popular following for a lot of people. So the irony of all of that situation of oh yeah leah michelle but all did make me did make me laugh a little bit like he wasn't one of the times allegedly because she got like buckle fat removal surgery i did not know that but i love this detail that's i remember that being like a theater talk topic of discussion for a week or something where they're like oh well leah michelle was out for a week julie was on and then she came back and her face was different mm allegedly allegedly we don't know allegedly um but yeah um, like watching uh fake leah michelle being like why would anyone ever want to be an understudy there just must be horrible people and then like knowing the life that she's going to live uh <laughs> was very funny to me uh, and kurt's like i just want you to get along yeah um and and uh, kurt's also like she's been off to us before but she's fine now and so rachel decides that she's the one that's leaving yeah you and i have never been friends and we never will be and something about this and like this was all very much like you were saying like close-ups of leah michelle's face yelling at santana and that was wild and part of it just felt like the alleged bully leah michelle being leah michelle yes correct like part of it just felt like it wasn't acting. Yeah, allegedly. I mean, uh, allegedly, we we've we've known some things about this season and some characters. Like, well, uh, yeah, yeah. So, because I know that this was a breaking point for how much of Naya and Leah. How much of Frenemies is based in reality? Mm-hmm. We'll never know. We weren't there, but right, she that's she a good decides point to too. move out. Right. 
And then from there, we cut to Blartina singing Break Away by Kelly Clarkson. Blartina. Am I wrong? No, you're not. It's beautiful. Thank um, you. It's like an inspiring, uplifting song about leaving for graduation, but also it's a sad song about Rachel packing up and moving out of her apartment. Confusing. Yeah. Man. Um, it's a good song. It's a good song. They do a good job with it. But Rachel hugging Kurt and then taking the photo of her and Santana from graduation and just ripping it up. I laughed so hard. Um, do you know it what, was perfect. Do you know what made me laugh really hard at that scene? Tell me. We see Rachel like painstakingly packing up all of her belongings and then you see on her bed like a giant suitcase and then a small suitcase like it's a luggage set with a big one and a carry-on and she just picks up the small suitcase and rolls out with just that leaving yes! presumably the majority of her belongings of behind her where are the movers like she's saying well she only like she has a valet coming later to like, grab everything oh my god that was also so funny i had that note too I was like, why are you taking, and like, at least bring the larger one that I could buy that that's everything, but you've deliberately picked up the suitcase that's designed to fit under your seat bag and in the airplane. Why is that the only one you're carrying? You have so much stuff, Rachel. So wild. So weird. And then that's it. This episode just ends. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I can, I will agree after discussing it with you. This episode does have some wild highs and like it just makes some big swings. I think the only thing that got to me was its disrespect for songs and song choices. Agreed. Like it 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 was maybe an episode that they had a good concept for but then they were like, "Ah, fuck, it's a singing show. What do we do?" <laughs> and so a lot yes. of the music is just people singing for no reason. I wish if they had tried a little harder with songs, it really could have been a banger episode. Right. And speaking of those songs. Uh-huh. What a segue. Do you want to talk about some music? Let's do it. This episode somehow has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, it's It's got seven. We won't really count okay. the quick rendition of Beautiful Dreamer. Um, Fair. Which was, in fact, the song being sung. So, Could you imagine if I chose that as my song? Ian just loves that song so much that any any just, snippet of it he hears, he has to own. I really want the warbling 20-second clip of an off-key Beautiful Dreamer Anyway, to play on loop. You have to choose one of these songs to own forever. When you start your car, it will start playing because you own right. it outright. Um, here's your choices. Whenever I call you friend, brave. My lovin', parenthetical, you're never gonna get it. Don't rain on my parade. I believe in a thing called love. Every breath you take and break away. I might go with, uh, you're never gonna get it. That's a very solid choice. I mean, as Thank discussed, you. that was the in-universe number that worked the best. Not yeah. counting, like, the, the don't rain on my parade, because that's a little audition, but I don't really want to own Santana's version of it. Sorry, Santana. Um, There's, like, an argument to be made that void of the context i believe in a thing called love is like a reasonable choice because it's just an adam oh, lambert yeah. cover of a pretty good song exactly um but i'm so annoyed at its presence in this show that i cannot pick it in good conscience <laughs> no you're correct don't worry you're correct on that um i think i'm also gonna go with my love and you're never gonna get it just because i want to support tina although breakaway exactly. would be i would not be upset to have that glee's cover of breakaway in my rotation the 
That was my, that was what I was grappling between. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, not to say, like, it's a safe choice, but, like, it's a, it's, it's a, a good song, choice. like, it's a pretty like, safe choice. Like, a Darren Criss-led Breakaway is a pretty safe choice. Like, let's, let's With Artie sure and Tina, real. like, yeah. we're good. It's very reasonable. That will sell records. That's why they did it. Exactly. But that's it. All right. Ian, we're almost halfway through this season. Holy shit. Yeah. Man. Um... So I guess in the meantime, you can find the show at Glee Aggressive. Yeah. I finally got us the thread page. Um, oh, I guess we should start posting on that. Yeah, we, we can have um, threads. Uh, Glee Aggressive on uh, Instagram and threads. Um, yeah, uh, write in at gleeaggressive at gmail dot com. What should they write in uh, about this week, Karina? Uh, what song would your local guitar guitar store make you sing to initiate you into the tribe? Oh God. You walk in, you're like, I want to buy a guitar. They're like, yep. Gotta sing Living first on a Prayer you gotta first. Sing, first you gotta sing Freebird. Yeah. All 11 minutes. Yes. Or whatever. It's like a lot um, of work to buy an axe, as they say. Exactly. Gotta prove yourself. Um, and where can people find you on the social medias? You can find me on both TikTok and Blue Sky, the two most helpful social media platforms <laughs> under the same uh, handle, which is Epic Adventure of. Ian, where can they find you? You can find me on all the social medias at iBroski. Perfect. And, dear listeners, thank you for joining us as we make our way through this season. I think, you know what my problem is? Tell me. I think I might have said this somewhere, that, like, I am kind of a season six apologist. Like, season six just swings so hard and wild that, like, I kind of enjoy it and it's short. So you're just, like, going out (laughs) on a weird blast. Sure. Um, Whereas a lot of season five feels like just like sort of a, a death inch towards oh, yeah. that and so a lot yes. of the episodes feel like there's and especially because one of my favorite episodes is coming up in a couple episodes that a lot of these okay. final ones in this half feel like slogs to me sure i enjoy talking about them much more than i enjoy watching them um talking about them has like painted the episodes in a light that they it, don't deserve they, yeah very true um so thanks folks for joining us on on our slog towards the, what the I'm going to say is the better part of season five that's coming. We'll see. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see. Better is a strong word. Um, you can join us next week. We'll be discussing season five, episode 10, and it's just called Trio. Yeah. Yay. Um, but in the meantime, Ian, I do have to ask you, did this episode of Glee make you want to watch that next episode of Glee? Honestly, yes. Hooray. Like. This one felt like a return to form. I want to see where things go. Let's 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 give it a go. Shook up some friendships. Yeah. Someone moved out. Or say yeah. someone don't rain on my parade. Like a lot of things happened. A lot of things happened. Can't stop the beat. <laughs> exactly. Glee! <laughs> aggressive! Glee! Glee! Aggressive! Glee! Glee! Aggressive! Glee! Glee! Aggressive!